Hello and welcome to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast series. I'm your host, Kenna Bruma. You just heard a little taste of the first track of Jamie Stone's new album, Room of Wonders, Wonders with Krasavaska Ruchanista. This podcast is an exciting one because uh, we not only feature a candid chat with banjo virtuoso Jamie Stone, but also two new feature segments for our podcast series, Series Start Now, uh, the one called Submission of the Week and another one called What I Learned on Twitter with Johanna Schwartz. Johanna joins me now. Johanna, how are you? I'm great, Kenna. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for joining uh, joining us, joining me. My pleasure. So tell me, can, can you give me a little, uh, little uh, tell me what this pod, tell me what this Twitter, uh, what I learned on Twitter segment is about. Sure, sure. Uh, the Calgary Folk Fest, at Calgary Folk Fest, at Twitter, we have a couple thousand followers and we're following, I think, just shy of about 400 people, a lot of local movers, shakers, musicians, etc. So I thought it would be interesting if I would go through and see what people are telling me or telling the folk festival and through you, through me, and if there was any uh, gems to discover. So we've got a little bit of a idea of what's going on in Calgary, what musicians are thinking, and what people are up to. So I just scanned, you know, just as a scratching of the surface and just picked up some salient salient twits. I am so tweets. I am so excited. (laughs) Okay, go to. All right. Well at Matt Masters, who you may know as Matt Masters. And I think he just joined Twitter like just recently too, yeah. Exactly. So he is aware that Nicole Richie is coming to town. (gasps) And this bothers him. <laughs> he doesn't know why he knows that. <laughs> so there's one. Okay. Yes. Um, Planet Organic at Planet Organic, uh-huh. are a local uh, grocery store. They're having a food drive for people with food allergies and sensitivities. Oh. So I think you can go to their website and check that out and donate money or donate food for people who need food bank assistance, but also can't just live on KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, cool. I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah. We Are The Dudes is the Twitter handle for the dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be buying an old school Nintendo system because oh, yeah? they've been playing it a lot. So they're going to be scouring the uh, flea markets and hopefully have an opportunity to play Mike Tyson Punch-Out, which is <laughs> one of their new favorites. So <laughs> That's fantastic. Glad to hear about that. I just finally saw The Hangover last night, actually, and the best scene in that entire movie is Mike Tyson <laughs> with his <laughs> KO to Zach Galifianakis. Uh, Zach Galifianakis? Galifianakis. Ga- Zach Galifianakis. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. So they all can get some practice on that. Cool. Uh, at Calgary Arts Dev, which is a Calgary Arts Development Authority's mm-hmm. Twitter, does a lot of their their tweets are mostly job postings right. and things like that. So it's great if you're looking for a job in the nonprofit arts field. Cool. Um, so they informed me that One Yellow Rabbit has a job posting out there, Ooh. and they've invented a, a job title I'd never heard of before. I think I see, saw this one. What, what is it? Administrative Generalist. Oh, that's a new one. I know. So... <laughs> There you go. There you go. You'll have to go on their website <laughs> to find out what that generalist. actually, uh, what a generalist does. Now, this next one, I actually have no idea what I'm saying. Okay, so cool. So I'm, I'm assuming fine. this makes sense, but we're talking about Grant Lawrence from CBC. He sure. is at Grant L CBC 3 Okay. He lost his hockey game, but he made a blind glove save in the third with a killing on five on three. Does that make? Does that mean anything to you? If, if it I, sounds impressive. If I read it a couple times, maybe maybe I would. A blind glove save. Uh huh. So he was looking the, the other in way in the third. In the third, so third period, with a killing killing a five on three. He killed a five on three. So he, there was three band. I was going to say three band members. <laughs> three 
players on his team against five of their players, and they tried to score on him, and, and he and made he a just reached save. out and did it. I like how we came. We, we, we figured that out together. Good, That's good for you, Grant. Nice one. I didn't know Grant was a hockey player. Well, yeah. now, now, now we do know. <laughs> so um, Regina Folk Fest at Regina Folk Fest, mm-hmm. they were posting preview podcasts. And I got a little chuffed about that. Oh, real podcast? Like, what do you I mean? I know. Of their festival. Upcoming what? artists. But then I listened to them, and they're from last year. Oh. So now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> it's all about competition on, uh, between the festivals. Exactly. <laughs> at the Gary Powers, which is our friend Derek McEwen, yeah. likes to drink Manhattans at Local 510. Oh, how either, cosmopolitan of Exactly. Him. But either his company was um, left something to be desired, or he was alone because he wished that to... Uh, that the people he was drinking with were as good as the drink he was drinking. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at Fiasco Gelato is making pumpkin spice gelato. Ooh. Tis the season. I know that uh, pumpkin spice is uh, one of the most popular Starbucks I, drinks I was right envisioning now. putting a scoop of that gelato inside a pumpkin spice Are they a sponsor? They, they, they're a sponsor, are they not? Or they're, they're a partner. Fiasco? Yeah. Fiasco Gelato do sponsor the Calgary yeah. Folk Festival. Cool. Yes. They give free gelato to all the volunteers. All the volunteers. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, quickly, a couple other things. Uh-huh. Uh, at Chris Delatore, our friend Chris Delatore, yeah. he can go out with onion breath at night because he's a married man, so he doesn't <laughs> need to worry about that. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what his bandmates and acts of conversation think about that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at, for- at Fast Forward Weekly um, is letting us know that there's a new blues bar opening up in Inglewood in the old Iron. In the old Iron the Blues Can, uh, and I think it's going to be open this week. So oh, fantastic! That will be great. And- People might know that we will be moving into Inglewood ourselves yeah. next year. So. I look forward to going to uh, the old Ironwood and the new Ironwood. So yes. the Blues Can and Ironwood Stage and Grill. Exactly. Every day. Exactly. And at Inglewood YYC mm-hmm. um, has a new business map as well on their website, calgary-inglewood.com. Oh, cool. So maybe we will be on that next year. That would be nice. And you'll be able to find Festival Hall. Cool. And we can, yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to spending all my paycheck shopping oh, in yeah. Inglewood neighborhoods. Tell me about it. Stimulating the economy. So um, the last one that we have is one from Six Shooter Records. So that's at, at SixShooterRecords.com. Cool. And Luke Doucette's new song, Magpie, uh-huh. uh, is now charting on KCRW and was listed as their top tune. So KCRW is a cool L.A.-based radio station that really oh, cool. drives the indie music scene. And uh, I thought we should just have a little listen to that because Luke's going to be playing here on November 11th. Yep. So let's listen to Magpie. Johanna? Thank you so much. I have learned a lot from Twitter via you, so thank you, and I look forward to uh, the next, the next. What I learned on Twitter with Johanna Schwartz, and you know, keep following us at Calgary Folk Fest, and we'll follow you, and yep. maybe we'll come up with some clever hashtag that we can keep so people actually want these things read on our podcast. They can note it, and then I won't have to dig so deep. <laughs> but you know, it's fun to just scratch that surface and see what Absolutely. people are talking about. Absolutely, I should. Well, I should mention too. Then you can also follow me, Kenna Brima, uh, on Twitter at Canberra and uh, a lot of times we interact in the office on Twitter yes, which, which is uh, which is kind of <laughs> corny but also kind of fun exactly so well Johanna thanks again my pleasure here's uh, here's Luke Doucette Luke Doucette's Magpie cool here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast
was Luke Doucette and the White Falcon from his latest album, Steel City Trollo, with a track called Magpie. Make sure to dis- subscribe to this podcast so as to keep in the loop with what Johan is learning on Twitter each week. Following us up, and also follow us at Calgary Folk Fest. As Johanna mentioned, we're presenting Luke Doucette with guests, the Sun Parlor Players, November 11th at The Republic. Get your tickets online at calgaryfolkfest.com. The Calgary Folk Festival is pleased to be presenting Juno Award-winning banjo virtuoso Jamie Stone, Saturday, October 9th at Local 522 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Jamie has a new album out, Room of Wonders, where he explores various folk dance traditions from around the world, including music from Norway, Sweden, Brazil, Bulgaria, Italy, Tunisia, and North America. The album features fiddle pioneer Casey Dresden, guitarist Grant Gordy, former Punch brother Greg Garrison, and special guest drummer Nick Fraser, trumpeter Kevin Turcott, trombonist William Karn, and nickel harpa player Olaf Johansson. Jamie's biography briefly references some rather unusual points that led him down the path of the banjo. In a telephone interview last week, I asked him about the quirky physics of the banjo and a mysterious librarian that were both intrinsic aspects in his early days of banjo study. He explains. Um, Well, the mysterious librarian is still mysterious to me. Um, (laughs) I was living in Vancouver when I turned 16 and fell head over heels in love with the banjo. Um, I got a banjo, and there was this interim between the moment I decided I want to play and I actually had a banjo in my hands. And so um, in that two-week period, I went to the Vancouver Public Library, and somebody magically who worked there must have been really into the banjo and bluegrass and old-time music because they had this wealth of books and recordings, and it was quite amazing. And so um, I I gathered uh, from the library you know, recordings of Uncle Dave Macon and Doc Boggs and Mike and Pete Seeger and all this great old-time music and then, um, you know, modern stuff like Bela Fleck and Tony Trishka and then, of course, the bluegrass in between, Earl Scruggs and Bill Monroe. And um, and so I kind of poured over all of this great music and then by the time I got a banjo two weeks later, um, it seemed like it was kind of wide open. I, I was sort of aware that you could play the banjo in all kinds of different ways. As can happen with many instrumentalists, it it can either be true love when they find their instrument, or it can be something very specific about the instrument. I asked Jamie what made him fall in love with the banjo. Uh, I guess both. You know, uh, I mean, on the inside, as soon as I heard the banjo, there was actually something kind of familiar about it. Not that I had heard it before, but in some ways it was the way that I'd always heard music. Oh, that's so cool. Um, And I was always really passionate about music, and um, I, I played guitar not very adeptly, um, but it was when I heard the banjo that it was like uh, kind of catalyzed, you know, my own musical energy and started me playing. And 
Um, and there was just something about the way that the melody gets made on the banjo and drones and all of these complicated, convoluted little, you know, gnarly things happening all at the same time. That is the banjo. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I really love. There obviously are many reasons as to why Jamie loves the banjo. He continues. Some of that is that the banjo can be played in so many ways, and mm-hmm. it's an intensely rhythmic instrument, and yet all manner of melodies mm-hmm. on it. And then I think in some ways, you know, more and more, I think that maybe I could have, you know, made films or painted or written books or done all kinds of other things. Like, I, I tend to be a curious person mm-hmm. in general and, and so the banjo just happens to be my medium because I fell in love with it yeah. um, but in some ways uh, actually creating a, a context around it and exploring music um, is more important I feel like than whatever instrument you happen to play uh, at least at least in my case I've got you know people are always kind of wondering um, if I'm trying to you know purposefully push the boundaries of the banjo or um things like that, and I, I sort of feel like I'm just, you know, playing music that I'm attracted to and, yeah. and have influences that come into my life, and I just happen to channel it into the banjo. Jimmy features an absolutely stunning array of collaborators on this album, and he seems to have a tradition of playing with musicians of the highest caliber. We here at the Folk Festival are, of course, familiar with a number of the musicians he's played with. Uh, Nicola, nickel harpa player Olav Johansson, who was here at the festival last year with Vessen, and I am personally a huge fan of Casey Drazen, who I first encountered when he was here playing with Abigail Washburn and the Sparrow Quartet. I asked Jamie how he connects with all these great musicians. I guess some of both. Um, I mean, it, it usually comes with just actually hearing their music. You know, I've been listening to Vessen for years, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and I started learning some Swedish music a few years ago oh, cool. um, with a, a friend of mine who plays the nickel harpa and actually studied with Olof. Um, and so there's been an affinity there. And, and so he, I just met uh, at, at a concert, and I told him about this project and said I would love to have him involved, and he was game. Uh, in the case of Casey, I, you know, have seen him play for uh, a number of years, and, and I just think he's one of the most pioneering uh, acoustic musicians out there. He's just doing so many things, and he really uh, has a love for musical adventuring and exploring music from other parts of the world, and mm-hmm. to Tibet and China. And, um, of course, his work with Abigail Washburn and Bela Fleck is just really, um, you know, he's hip to the man, Joe. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, and so he was a special guest on my last record, Africa to Appalachia. Oh, cool. And then... Um, it was just so incredible to work with him on that project that uh, I knew that whatever I did next, uh, Casey had to be on it. His previous album, Africa to Appalachia, which won the 2009 Juno Award for World Music Album of the Year, was a result of a trip to Africa, coincidentally the birthplace of the banjo. I was sure he'd be hard-pressed to sum up his experiences in a couple of sentences, but I asked him anyway if he could share maybe a few that really resonated with him and influenced the making of that 2009 album. One of the things that had the most impact was just really seeing how the music is woven into their community and, and life there. Mm. Um, uh, you know, it's easy to sort of get career-minded and just, um, you know, just be involved in music on this continent. That That's so much, um, you know, it, it it's something that we do for a living and, and, and it's something that's often done on stages and 
an audience, and then there's musicians, and there's a bit of a divide at times. And I think yeah. being in West Africa and just seeing how many people play music themselves, you know, uh, by the fire and in front of the house and for a celebration and for a festival, and um, and just seeing the way that music is integrated um, and, and a huge part of, you know, life cycle events like, you know, a birth and a funeral and a marriage and um, and of course, we have those things here, so it sort of brought me in touch with the the way that music lives in our community here. But but there, there's just something about that, you know. And, and it's the fourth poorest country in the world, Mali. Um, and and mm. so, it just seeing the the power of music and the the creativity and and also the like, you know, soulless people get from playing and listening to music. It was it was really really powerful. Since I picked out the album, I've been curious as to how he conceived of an entire album dedicated to folk dance music. Jamie explains. Um, you know, there was a few, like, satellite epiphanies, as in, like, I had a, a few aha moments. Right. And then the theme of the record kind of brought them all together. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the first was actually in my kitchen. I was cooking, and as I often do, I, I listened to music, and I was listening to the Bach French Suite um, and, uh, you know, you probably know that, uh, you know, Bach wrote all these suites, and they were um, suites of uh, dance tunes mm-hmm. from all across Europe. And so they would start with a German alaban and then a, a French courant, and mm-hmm. a Spanish sarabon, and they'd end with a, a jig, which is the German word for a jig, like yeah. an Irish jig. Um, and, and so he was taking these sort of well-known uh, folk and formal dance styles, and he was, uh, you know, writing these virtuosic, really beautiful pieces from them. Um, and, and it occurred to me that you could, I could do that, you know, and I could kind of do that in a, in a larger worldly way and actually explore folk dances from uh, many countries. So that was sort of one thing that happened. And then I, I realized that almost all the, or much of the music that I love and play, uh, you know, Nordic music, uh, music from Sweden, Finland, uh, and then, of course, all over the world you find uh, in every country and almost every county, uh, you know, regional folk dance style. Yeah. That's what a lot of music is based on, even though we don't really play for dances so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I just, it seemed like a really cool avenue to explore and, and to learn, uh, you know, more, to learn, you know, just different styles. As I mentioned earlier, Jamie Stone has a new album out called Room of Wonders. I asked him to explain a couple of, of tracks on the album, and the first one I asked him about was the track The Reels. Uh, well, I love uh, Martin Hayes, who's a, an amazing County Clare fiddler, um, and he's a really unique voice in Irish music because it's not so much like kick up your heels and dance Irish music that we're pretty used to in Canada. It's, sure. It's, uh, you know, he's got a record called The Lonesome Touch, and I think it really describes... Uh, his sensibility, um, and there's something about it. It almost makes Irish music sound like a kind of classical music. Oh. Um, it's just there's just an attention to ornamentation and dynamics, and there's just an enormous amount of uh, breath around the music. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I really I've been listening to him for years. In some ways, it's maybe the most played uh, record in my house. Oh, funny. Um, and so the, those three reels actually all come from various Martin Hayes records, early and late ones. Um, they were just the ones that have always jumped out at me, and I, I put them together as they do, they call them the set.
That was Jamie Stone from his latest album, Room of Wonders, and a track called The Reels. Next, I asked him about, uh, about a track called Vinicius. Uh, Vinicius is a tune that I wrote for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, it was inspired by uh, the music of a Brazilian, well, maybe he's like a pop singer, or kind of like a more post-Bossa Nova composer. Um, and he's pretty obscure, no one's ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he is kind of like the Miles Davis of Brazilian music. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, I've I just always really loved his sound. I've seen him play a couple of times. And so uh, this song was sort of in honor of uh, his music. It named it after him and um, brings in a bunch of different Brazilian influences as well as his music. And uh, um, I had written it originally for a, quite a large ensemble, and, and, and so I have been kind of waiting for years to record it um, sure. because uh, um, we had, you know, I think seven or eight of us. There's a horn section and drums. It's, a, it's pretty great.
was Jamie Stone from his latest album, Room of Wonders, and a track called Vinicius. You can catch Jamie Stone in Calgary at Local 522 with guests Simon Fisk and Jay Crocker on Saturday, October 9th. For more information, check out our website. Thanks to Jamie for taking the time out of touring to chat with me. It's time now for Submission of the Week. Any views or opinions presented in this segment are solely those of the author and do not necessarily represent those of the Calgary Folk Music Festival. This segment does not in any way represent a successful applicant for the festival performance. Rather, this segment is solely for the purpose of sharing music and entertainment. So don't get your hopes up, weirdos. Here at the Calgary Folk Festival, we receive hundreds if not thousands of submissions to play our festival each year. It's my job as artistic associate to go through all the submissions that are sent to our AD and respond respectfully with a thank you. We try very hard to listen to all of them and as you can imagine, we come across some gems, some jewels and some downright bizarre and strange submissions. We aim to program a very high quality diverse music festival and hence our artistic director begins with priority lists that far exceed the number of artists we can realistically program and then discover more wonderful music by keeping our ears and eyes open. It's a tough job, and our challenge and unprivileged is narrowing down huge amounts of music we have to choose from. This week's winner for Submission of the Week comes to us from the UK in the form of absurdist electronic music collective Weavy Stunder. Their submission is as follows. Dear Artistic Director, According to the ancient Mayans, your festival is unlikely to happen in 2013. They predict that on December the 22nd, 2012, the entire world will be consumed by a flaming cataclysm. Only a handful of us will survive. The music industry is likely to take a bit of a hit. Thus, I feel compelled to implore you to present to your audience at some point in the next three years, arguably the last great live music act in human history. Dot, dot, dot. Weavy Stunder, featuring homemade films, competitions, magic tricks, Nutella, birdseed, on-stage fighting, dancing, midgets, and forced audience participation, more costume changes than Madonna and her sister, and most likely uh, their very own cack music, including songs from the latest album, The Bucket, Weavy Stunder would like to bring their new apocalyptic multimedia freak show to you. We are currently taking bookings for 2010 to 2012. Book Weavy Stunder now, before it's too late. However, if you don't want your stage left in a royal thing mess, don't book this band. Signed, Weavy Stunder. You can find Weavy Stunder at www.myspace.com slash Weavy Stunder. And that's spelled W-E-V-I-E-S-T-O-N-D-E-R-R. Here's Weavy Stunder from their 2003 Scam Records release, Kenyan Harry EP with Ladies Leg Licked here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I saw a lady looking like he didn't like it when a cat came over and licked her on the leg. I saw a lady look the other way when a cat came over and licked her leg. I saw a lady look the other way when a little cat came over and had a lick of her leg. I saw a little cat lick an old lady on the leg. The little old lady didn't like it, so she looked the other way. And hove. I saw a lady looking like she didn't like it when a cat came on the leg. I saw a lady looking the other way when a cat licked her on the leg. 
That's it for me. Thanks very much for tuning in to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I've been your host, Kenna Barima. Make sure to check out our website at calgaryfolkfest.com. Follow us on Twitter at Calgary Folk Fest. And uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. I've been your host, Kenna Barima. We'll see you next time. Oh, and before you go, let's leave you with one more track from Jamie Stone's new album, Room of Wonders. Here is Troll Kingdom Polska. <laughs>
Thank you.